Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the heartland, Bryant at 69ing Chipmunks, Ryan at P-O-T-H, Ryan V, Clark at P-O-T-H, Brew, Joey at P-O-T-H, Hosky, and Trent at P-O-T-H, Trent. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Pulse of the Heartland, a Monday Fun Day podcast edition. Fresh off the championship games from the NFL weekend, we've got uh, Homer Bryant and Mahomes House, Radiated Brew, Clark down the celebrating the big Chiefs win yesterday. We'll also cover the NFC championship game with the Eagles beating down on the Niners, who limped out of the stadium. But first and foremost, thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in to us. Check us out on all of our uh, social medias uh, at Heartland Pulse. You can do Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter with that. Search Pulse of the Heartland on Facebook and YouTube. And then join us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday um, throughout the rest of the year as well. Even though football's ending, we are not. We've got content pumping out every week. Join us live on our YouTube pages all those days, pretty usually right around the 8.30 Central Time mark, and we'll go from there. So anyway, how's everyone's weekend? How's everybody doing? We'll start down there in South Dakota with Ryan. Oh, can't complain. Can't complain. No Vikings football, so no heart attacks. Is it cold? Uh, negative 17 this morning. Ugh. How is it in uh, Kansas there? It, it was about six degrees whenever I went to work this morning. So I got, I got, a, you know, like 23 degrees on Ryan. I, I have nothing to bitch about. Right. Nothing. <laughs> now, is it negative 17 bad or is it just if there wasn't wind, it would be fine? Um, There was no wind. It's just, you know, negative 17 is just, it's just really freaking cold. <laughs> How about Brian? How's it in Iowa today? Oh, it's going all right. Uh, it was actually pretty cold. I had my heater on the office all day, but uh, that game from last night kept me warm all day. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you just had to stick your hands down your pants. You were just fine. So <laughs> I got sent to HR quite a bit today. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I drove from Oklahoma City to Carlsbad today and got stuck in an ice storm and a snowstorm, and it is seven degrees in Carlsbad. Crazy how you go 10 hours south, and it's... Colder than when you left. So, Carlsbad is yeah. still in mountains, though, right? Uh, kinda. Yeah, it's high country here. So that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, West Texas, bunch of oil fields, all that fun crap. So it was weird. I I don't like going in these southern states when it's uh winter driving because all these dumbasses go like thirty miles per hour on the interstate. It's like if you're gonna go that slow, just stay home. If it's that bad that you can't drive normal, stay home because you are just gonna fuck it up for everybody. So. I, yeah. I, my favorite is is Iowa. I mean, we we have a fleet of trucks. We're ready for it. Just like the South is probably ready for for some shit that we're not. But it's funny because I see like we got a foot of snow coming in, and they have all you know four dump trucks going in four lanes, clearing out a whole interstate. And then you're hearing about how a quarter inch of snow and a little ice shut down the state of Mississippi for a week. You know. Yep. Yep. I stopped at the gas station today, got gas, and just went in to go pee, and the lady's like. Are you going back out in that storm? And it was barely dusting. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh man, I, we had two people call in and a bunch of truckers didn't show up today. And I was like, for this? Like, it's not even accumulating. So like, you must be from the north, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> Bless your heart, man. In exactly. Those quarter inch. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to protect the wall. I was wearing like a long sleeve T-shirt, and that was it. Everyone else is bundled up like it's fucking apocalypse. But speaking of apocalypse, and we'll... masks and exactly. We'll cover all that stuff in The Last of Us. Hope everyone's tuning into that as well. We got our movie minute at the end of the night tonight. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into these NFL games. Uh, NFC game, like I mentioned, the Eagles dominated the Niners. Ended up being 31-7, to and uh, it was not pretty from the beginning. Ryan, why don't you take this one? Um, Didn't get to really see much of the first half, but it's just simple as 49ers, you know, quarterback issues with health um purdy go was it the first quarter or second quarter that purdy went down i think it was first i think yeah, so. was it i think it might have been a like second or third drop back to pass or something where it happened yeah, yeah. so torn torn ucl is what it looks like which i know everyone thought that's what josh allen had earlier this year but looks like it really affected purdy to really do anything well, then the fourth you- string goes Oh, go ahead. You, well, you use the technical term UCL. According to Reggie Bush, that's a boo-boo, though. Find <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little pretty... boo-boo. You just go back out there. I don't give a fuck that you torn a ligament in your elbow. Child. It can't can't grip the ball or anything. Not a huge deal. You can't feel anything, yeah. But It's in a sensitive area, that's for sure, because there are a lot of uh, the ulnar collateral nerve runs through there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the ulnar nerve runs through that area with the ucl ligament so uh he could have had you know some nerve issues going on along with the torn ucl so it's yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one brock's a tough guy let's not discredit him going back out there and trying to throw passes whenever he can't feel his hand i mean limping it out i mean fucking what do you even do with that i don't know why i didn't go lefty yeah (laughs) yeah That so, is the funny thing. Everyone's just like, throw left-handed. What's the I, my my biggest take from this though is what do the what do the 49ers do quarterback wise from here? Because you're kind of phenom rookie who came in and led the charge to get you to this point. Mm-hmm. Now just tore his up el- like UCL on his elbow, and that's a tough surgery. And I mean, you hope he come, can rehab and come back. I mean, you've got him on rookie contract, so you obviously need to give him that chance. But mm-hmm. hopefully nobody else comes in and takes his starting job. I mean, that's what's been happening all year in that organization. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I personally think if it was less of an injury, he would have been fine. But with it being six months and pushing that close to, to camp, they're, they're going to they're gonna have to look. I mean, really. Yeah. Well, Trey Lance should be back by then. And there's rumors about Tom Brady going to yep. San Fran. Yep, and there's always the Rodgers connection with the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. he lost Kyle Shanahan too. So they've got a uh, a very good, um, what do I call this, mess right now with the quarterback situation. I mean, if they can have two starting caliber quarterbacks on rookie contract, and then even if they do have to bring in Tom Brady for a year or two, like, I don't know, that it's, it's a good problem to have, I think, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you go back to Trey Lance after what Brock Purdy's done. I mean, I know it's a smaller sample size, but Trey Lance hasn't really fit into that system as well as I think Kyle Shanahan wanted him to. I don't I don't think Trey Lance has yet had a legit chance. Yeah. I mean, he won the job last offseason, mm-hmm. gets hurt week one in a monsoon game. I mean, come on. 
That was week one, wasn't it? I for some reason I was thinking it was like two or three, but yeah, you're right. So I was yeah, thinking I, week one. I, well, even I think if it was, even if even if it was two or three, that's still too small of a sample size to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he's still it's a small sample size, but from what we did see when <clears> he was in there, Brock Purdy's got a much better handle on the on the offense. But is this a dumbed down version of the offense because they have so many great players around him? Like. It's probably a much more advanced version of the offense because Brock is just that much more mental. He does have a shit ton more experience. So. He does, right? Yeah, yeah, but guys, I was told that you could just throw anyone into that system and succeed, and then they brought in a 10-year veteran, and he couldn't succeed in this system. He had all oh this talent God. around him, though. Oh, my God. I was driving yesterday and listened to that on the radio, and Kevin Harlan from Westwood One made it a point about 15 fucking times that Josh Johnson was a journeyman quarterback. I believe at first he said, oh, this guy's been on every team in the league, so he's used to seeing all these guys. And then after that it was, oh, he's been on at least 14. And Kurt Warner's like, okay, we get it. And then after that it was like, well, you know, he shouldn't be doing this bad if he's been on this offense before. And Kurt's like, we get it, Kevin. We get it. That's quite the career history. Good golly. Oh, shit. 22 different teams. Some of them are repeating, but 22 different just moving back and forth there. Mm-hmm. We have, we have, sorry, we have a graphic up on, on that YouTube. Make poor sure guy, like, man. Ride, but, that poor, yeah. poor guy. That I hope he just doesn't ever unpack a box because that is insane. I'm going to be the one person that lives out of a suitcase more than I do. Yeah. No. And, and then just for, you know, there's his journeyman <laughs> stuff. And then just for the crowd that's going, well, all the talent around him. Here was the first few plays for uh, Josh Johnson. Handoff, sacked, delay a game, handoff, punt. Nine-yard completion, handoff, delay a game, sacked, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, punt. So not you can't just you can't just throw anyone in there and, and expect it to work, especially, l- let's be real honest, when you're going against the Eagles, too. Yes. Yeah, probably, arguably, the one defense who may have been better than the 49ers. At least they looked mm-hmm. like it yesterday, they even sure if did. they didn't have the overall seasonal stats that made them first, which was the 49ers, I think, in every category. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles, they're healthy now, at least on the defensive side and on their lines. Like Their O-line and D-line are just disgustingly talented and ridiculously stacked. It is absurd. Yep. Hassan Reddick is the Chris Jones of the NFC. That dude is so good and so underrated and just kind of disappears. And then all of a sudden in big games, he just fucking shows up and takes over. He's he's an animal, but I felt so bad for that 49ers defense. Fred Warner gets hurt very first play of the game on defense, and then Bosa goes down after a while. And then, you know, you have cornerbacks going out. And then they were like Subbing in receivers in and out. It was crazy. So not that, as bad as the Chiefs receivers. But that yeah, sounds a little so familiar to yeah. the game after it. So Yeah, exactly. Bosa got injured, wasn't even playing. Poor guy was trying to get back on the field and out of nowhere. Got <laughs> I, I have not seen what happened with Bosa. Well, well his Did brother you see what was happened with I'd say with Joey Bosa. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, come on, man! You're there are a bunch of scumbag Philly fans, and it's like, yeah, we all know you make more money. That's where we're why we're making fun of you because you're not in the playoffs because we're trying to make the clubs <laughs> better, of course. Yep. You know. 
Yeah. Oh god. Uh, I was, I was surprised. Crazy. One thing though is like it almost seemed like San Francisco just kind of gave up. You would have think thought they could have found someone on the sideline that might be able to throw a pass. Give give Christian McCaffrey more than that one one they, opportunity. I feel like they didn't have many possessions after that. The Eagles were running the ball very, very well and just yep. chewing the shit out of the clock in that game. When San Francisco did have a possession, though, it was always run. So, I mean, yeah. Philadelphia knew exactly what was coming. I said, if you're in the playoffs. I know you're, you're down to whatever you can find, but at least give someone – you're talking about some of the best athletes on in the world. At least give someone a shot to throw a pass or two. Yeah, give CMC that ball. I mean, that one that he did throw—that was a fucking hell of a throw. It was just missed his target by twenty yards. I mean, he could play quarterback at Iowa, so he'd be good enough for that. <laughs> his did he throw it towards Jordan? But the other thing that killed that the Niners, I think that was probably what he did wrong. Probably. Yep. The other thing that killed the Niners' defense is the amount of penalties they had. 11 penalties. Crazy. They're usually very disciplined. It all started earlier in the week, though, guys. Someone someone dressed up the Rocky statue, and you never <laughs> that you never dress up the Rocky statue. As soon as I saw that picture, I'm like, yeah, they're going to lose. Yep. Yeah. Here's the three. Actually, I'll just full screen it, but yeah. Nice. Let's see. The, the, uh, they did it with the Giants, Philly, 122-16. They did it with the with the Vikings uh, with the Vikings uniform. They beat them 24-7. They did it with San Fran, beat them 31-7. So they're actually winning by more every single time. Please stop doing it, for the love if, of God. If I was a visiting fan, I would be sitting there guarding the Rocky statue, like, do not put shit on this statue. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Ridiculous. So damn rock, the damn Rocky curse. Um, yep. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but since the Eagles did go to the uh, Super Bowl, they they get to keep this fantastic graphic here. So Penn State came out a few years ago. There's some wild ones out there. There's the uh, do, do something great with uh, Florida State photoshopping Martin Luther King with a receiver's glove on. Uh, there's the Texas – on and off the field, we're, like, we're the best, and they have the 2.89 GPA. Not very good. That That's less than a B average on the team. This is my favorite one by far of all teams ever graphics. It's the Penn State still holds on because Miles Sanders is going to be in the Super Bowl. A Penn Stater has appeared in every Super Bowl and in very super small writing that you can't even see full screen except for five Super Bowls. What in the fuck? <laughs> like years ago and people have just saved it and it's just like that that is very cool but it's just oh i just love every super bowl it, it's like the the at the end of every infomercial and they speak really fast mm -hmm. bullshit like come on man like <laughs> it, yep. it is my favorite yeah you can get 10 sham wows for 19.99 plus three more after that yeah yeah Well, what? what, 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 what? No, just change your jams. That's fine. I'm like, come on. Oh, oh good grief. Fuck. So, uh, it's almost what? like the uh, enjoy your adventure at Iowa State. Oh, why did you bring that? I fucking <laughs> hate that commercial every single time. I should love everything about Iowa State. I've always hated that commercial. It's like, it sounds creepy. What? 
Imagine you're just standing there and someone just whispers yep. behind you. That was that commercial every single damn time. It's like if Joe Biden was standing behind you. It was creepy Uncle Joe. Who, Wait, who, did who, I just say that? Yeah, who's smelling my hair? What the hell? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was staying with the name. With everyone or what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell, yes, they do. Have, you've met Brian. And that makes sense with Trent now. That uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so a couple things that I threw on here I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone, because again, everyone's a sore loser now nowadays, um, including myself. I'm probably one of the sorest losers. But what I kept hearing was the Eagles had the easiest run it, it, to get to the uh, Super Bowl ever. They go, they get the bye week, week one, and then they have to play Vanilla Vic and the Giants, who are on a very bad skid going into the playoffs. Just nothing great going on, and then they have to play the Niners that are down to their fourth and. Fifth fifth string quarterback in injuries galore do you did you do you buy into that or is it is that the benefit that you get to be the one seed yeah of course you're going to get the easiest route that's why they play the regular season so you can have the easiest route like Mm -hmm. you go out there and you compete every week so you can get the one seed get that extra week of rest and then come out and play hopefully the worst teams Yep. And it's not like the only way they don't have the hardest route is if they play themselves. Right. <laughs> True. And then the Niners didn't have those injuries going into the game. So, yeah, it's not like it happened before the game and blah, blah, blah. It, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. It's not like that they played this game close. They beat them, beat the fuck out of them like they should have. I mean, 31 7. I don't care how many injuries you have or who's starting for what. 31 7 is a beatdown, regardless yeah. of what the NFL team is. <laughs> Yeah, and, and first off, there's there's no extremely healthy teams when it comes to playoff time. You, you you play what you get, but they've been dominant all season. Like this isn't a fluke thing. This isn't all of a sudden they're dominating teams. No, they dominated almost every team they played this year until until Jalen Hurts was out. Um, but when Jalen's played, it, they've just been a dominant team, and they've just continued that into the playoffs. So. Complain all you want. Easy schedule, easy easy opponents in the playoffs. They did what they needed to do, and they've looked good doing it. And yeah. Jalen didn't have a very good game yesterday. I was going to bring that up. Like he, I mean, he ended up. They ended up winning by a lot. And like Clark said earlier, they were running the ball like crazy. But as far as passing goes, not a great game from Jalen. So, so I don't know if you heard or saw this, but Jalen is dealing with a shoulder injury at the moment. Yeah, he's not 100%. Going into the game, they're like, hey, how are you treating the shoulder? He's like, well, at this point in the season, it don't matter. I'm going to go play. Like, I'm going to put it out there, whatever I got. So, yeah, I'm not Brock Purdy. I'm not going to sit on the sideline. No, no. Lamar Jackson is. Come on. Lamar Jackson's asking Jalen and Mahomes, why are you guys playing when you're injured? Why, Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, broker there. Oh, your little UCL. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize how how bad of I'm sorry, not bad, just not how great of a game Hurts had because I everyone just remembers 31 7. Um, when you go 15 for 25 for 121 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I do think that's a little bit of a stretch seeing him smoking a cigar after the game. That that is a little what what were his rushing stats? Oh shit! Okay, I'll I'll give him because I know side. he had at least one rushing touchdown on a QB sneak. Oh, okay. Because that, that's a ninety-two percent success rate according to the Kelsey brothers. <laughs> yep. Let me see here. <laughs> um, am I? Oh, I went to receiving. Sorry. 
Uh, 11 rushes for 39 yards and a touchdown. Okay, so he he did have a TD there. That, yeah. that I was going to say, if it was only 121 and nothing, that uh. And I do believe Miles Sanders and Gainwell had themselves pretty decent days. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was a physical football game. and Well, compared to the Cincinnati and, and Chiefs rushing attack, they went gangbusters. They had – Gainwell had a 48 whole yards, and Sanders had 42 whole yards. They were – Running physical. all over the place. Physical. Yeah, physical. That That is one thing that we, we were talking about health real quick. I mean, the Eagles are, other than Hurts' Hertz, shoulder, I think they are pretty much healthy in every position, aren't they? And it should be, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, so um, honestly, good on them because I'm I'm pretty fucking jealous right now of, of if they are. Because I know they that, had Jordan Davis earlier in the year. Go ahead. That is one of the biggest challenges of every team going throughout the season is to be healthy when it matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then um, I need to walk back what I was saying last weekend about Hertz being the MVP candidate. After yesterday, there's no fucking way it's not Mahomes. The way Hertz had his game, and then they still won thirty-one to seven. Yeah, the fuck where you are. You're not the most valuable player if your team can still do that. Yeah, if if uh, it it really helped that Gardner Minshew couldn't do anything. But then when you just didn't do anything, you know, it, it was, he played Purdy's game. Let's throw 120 yards and just not fuck up. Yep. Yeah. Um, but speaking of their health, I'm not sure that is going to be the issue they're looking at going in the week because uh, was anybody watching the end of the game when there was that uh, scrum on both sides? I saw Trent Williams fucking He, he freaking body bagged somebody. He put him like six feet deep. That was nasty. Yeah. Some uh, small little cornerback, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh that was pretty egregious, but I did think that was uh I did think that was like funny seeing just how much physically stronger here's Trent Williams. We know he's strong, but just you just one one handed him. He I mean he, he didn't throw him up, he threw him through the ground. Yep. Like straight down through the ground. It was he, ridiculous he missed the royal rumble by one day he could have done it saturday night and gotten paid for it (laughs) but in that regard i I was watching the game live and that was happening and they were like making overhead announcement all players return to your bench all players return your bench and uh they had the rules official come on and they're like this there's gonna be a lot of fines and some possible suspensions for next week so i'm curious to see if the nfl actually does hand out some suspensions uh, for the players that came off the bench, if you come off the bench into a fight, that's a suspension. So, right. so see if that happens. Williams. Uh, yeah, um, I know Jalen Hurts was standing on the field. He did not go to the scrum, but he was out to the numbers. And then there were several other uh, players that came on the field because the, the Eagles' defense was on the field when this happened. But I know there were a lot of O linemen that did make it to the pile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought there was. Crazy, but so there was some too that were like trying to wave everyone back and stuff. Yeah, so it's probably gonna. They, I mean, they're obviously gonna have to look at it and suspend people, but hopefully they look at intention too and not if, just like. And if you watch the all twenty-two, it's definitely an Eagles player that started it. Oh God, yeah. There was an yeah. off-ball like block happening between him and a niner, and he just freaking like finishes. The other guys turn around, walking away. He like shoestrings him and takes him down, and that mm-hmm. started it all. So, yep. yeah, it was curious to see how that gets handled. Hell of a choke slam. You were right. I like that. 
Can we see a return of the big show? Huh? Ooh, with Trent Williams? I think he'd be more like sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. <laughs> World's strongest man. Sexual chocolate, chocolate, whether you want it or not, here he comes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, whether Jalen Hurts uh, wins or loses the Super Bowl here, obviously winning will help him. I mean, he's going to get absolutely paid by the Eagles, right? He absolutely. Should, yeah. Is he is he in year three or is he year two going to three? I think two going to three. So it's a re-signing year then, an extension yeah. year for a quarterback. Yeah, so. or they could pick up his option if they had that. Uh, and they definitely should um, because the way the cap's growing, it's going to be better to sign him to a long-term deal now and have that big money hanging over the head down the line because that cap yep. is exploding. Yep, yeah. exactly. Had another seems like, today. seems like $20 million every year it goes up. Yeah, wish I could get paid twenty million more every year. That'd be nice. It, it it plateaued during the COVID year, and then it's just right back on on the rise. I think it. Mm -hmm. I think they announced today it's going to be like two hundred twenty four million. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Damn. Like, that global pandemic barely stopped that cap from rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the NFL could survive it. Yeah, yeah so right. that I, I almost was going to ask if I get like a subscription service just to donate money every month to make sure they got through the, the, the COVID. But um, <laughs> I just, no, just want to make sure Roger Goodell didn't have to change his lifestyle, you know? God, I think I get what's he only make like 50 million a year or something. I mean, poor, poor guy. Yep, exactly. Poor guy, but, just like Dana White. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Poor guy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't compare him to Dana White. Dana White's a scumbag. You're right. You're right. They still just make too much money for what they do. True. Exactly. J Jalen Hurts, though, going back to him getting paid, not Goodell and everything else. <laughs> um, I know he hasn't. Had, I, he had. He had a really efficient year with the least amount of interceptions and stuff. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, the guy just wins. He went to Alabama. He he won, and the only reason why he got kicked out was because they had a bigger winner replace him. Goes to Oklahoma, wins. He did, not the national championship, but he was a winner. He got him. I believe that was the last playoff appearance by the uh, Sooners, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. I think so. So winner go goes there, wins, getting another team to the playoff. Goes to the Eagles. He's been twenty three and eleven as an overall starter. Eighteen and one since December of twenty twenty one. He literally only wins. So, I, I mean, I know he's got a talented roster around him, but I mean. We've seen, it, we've seen what happens when you don't get that type of guy in there. That's what it takes to win in the NFL is a full team. So I could be wrong, but I feel like Philadelphia is set up with how like how the Rams were last year. They're kind of set up, built to win now, and they might have some cap issues next year. Even with it expanding, I think they may have some cap issues next year. But I, I was just th I was just thinking that not, not even just to the cap, but yeah, they're in win now. They got hurts. They bring in AJ Brown, which I think we all let's be honest, right? Okay, Tannehill can't do anything with him. Not like Tannehill's the the passer in the league. But you're like, okay, that's a piece they added. Okay, they brought in the Indomitian suit, you know, in a couple games, and he'll probably – everyone is playing fucking lights out on that team, especially those lines. They are definitely – this is their window to win in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you say Tannehill isn't the passer. He may not even be a passer in the league next year. I don't even know if he gets signed to a team. Did you know that he was a receiver at oh, Texas A&M? There it is. I was okay. really wanting to bring that back up. Good for you. 
<laughs> Tannehill will definitely be signed by somebody. You think he's? Yeah. Uh, we can. We'll as debate a, into that as a backup. On. Absolutely. San Francisco? Yeah. Question mark. Uh, Miami Raiders. Let's just say every thirty-two teams. The Chiefs need a backup. Chad Henney's on year fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. The Vikings. I would still we're going to trade, trade Kirk Cousins straight up for Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fucking. Oh my lord, what a terrible! Is this like reverse psychology that you're doing to yourself here, Ryan? <laughs> no, they'd make every Vikings fan happy if Cousins got traded for Tannehill somehow. I don't know how, but it would. <laughs> We've improved significantly, guys. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not we, one uh, of those Vikings fans. That's good. We uh, we should move on from the NFC. Anyone got any more uh, thoughts on this last game? Eagles no, look good. I, That's it. Yeah, Eagles look, are looking very good right now. And I have to say, Sirianni is pretty fun. I like Sirianni. Mm-hmm. Steven said he'd be the starter for the Jets next year. <laughs> there we go. They're looking Aaron for Rogers, one. maybe. Yeah, Rogers. I I don't know. That that that, it, that would be. Literally too ironic if if a second life or quarterback for the Packers, you know, Hall of Fame career, just decides to go to the Jets for a year. I mean, that would I, – I would actually respect Aaron Rodgers more if he was just going a long-term troll. I mean, everything he's done up to this point, am I going to retire? Am I not? It's making myself about me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that would fit right in. Next and then me, goes to the Vikings the next season. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say next he's going to start sending dick pics to someone. Oh, yeah, he has to do the dick pics, and then he goes to the Vikings. Yeah, send a little yep. mushroom tip to to reporter. And then all the while, those. stealing money from the poor estate in the union. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Let, let's, let's move on dude, before yep. we go any deeper into the Brett Favre saga here. So <laughs> Let's, let's roll on to the AFC. You Chiefs yeah, guys want to take it over? Let's just move on to the AFC here. Uh, what the hell? How'd that graphic get in there? <laughs> uh, Kansas, City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, 23. They get the the monkey off of their back. Bengals, 20. Clark, I'm going to have you start this one. We'll, we'll kind of ease into it. Me? Yeah. It I was just, an epic battle i mean there i i was definitely the most nervous person like sitting in my living room jumping up and down like just going crazy um mm-hmm. i definitely thought the chiefs were going to piss it down their leg in the second half but uh whenever they came out in the third quarter didn't do shit after halftime gave the Bengals the ball right away Bengals tie it up right away it's like oh here we go this is it they're going to do what they did the last three times they played the Bengals. But, uh, no, it came down to a three-point difference for the good guys in this game. I think the last three games had were three-point wins for the Bengals. Well, so. it, 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 every game has been been determined by a field goal. That, and that the Chiefs have had the lead in every fourth quarter, right? Yep. Yeah. And we finally didn't piss away this one. Finally. We, we say that. I mean, it's just been a year and a half worth of games, but no, I uh, I left at halftime to go get like a couple snacks, just a little sugar rush, and and feeling good. I literally come back two minutes into the second half, and we don't have the ball anymore, and the Bengals are driving. Well, what in the fuck are we? And it was it was seriously just like PTSD. It's happening again. You know? Yeah, you're you're having flashbacks. You're like, 
looking for your foxhole to go crawling and cry. <laughs> no! oh, I, I was getting pissed. I, I'm I'm yelling at these professional athletes how I'm sitting eating cherry sours and and and, and <laughs> chocolate clusters, telling them that they need to jump higher in the air and catch this ball a lot better. You know, screaming. I'll be honest, screaming. I was livid because it was just. You know, honestly, we it, it was I, I couldn't even describe it because it was just like inevitable. You know, we, we get the lead, we're doing everything. Our defense is creating a shit ton of pressure on the line. We're doing everything, and then it was just what like I said, like I've been saying for weeks. Oh, is this uh, third and intermediate to long? Well, I'm just gonna chuck it up and and and, and fuck it. Someone's out there with Higgins so every time, it, but it, it seemed like that happened three or four times at least. Yeah, and I know two of the times. Watching the replay is like this, the play where they would watch the receiver go downfield. McDuffie's covering, and he's like losing his footing and falling down. It's yeah. like, come on. Like, is it his cleats or something? Because he's very talented. He's out there for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. what? why is he losing his no. footing? This is – we got to fix it. We have to fix it. But the Vikings told him how to, what cleats to use. Apparently. Well, don't don't listen to the Vikings. That That's yeah. the moral of the story. Um, <laughs> but overall, overall. I love this defense. Yes. It is the best defense I think they've had in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is built from the rookies, which we, we've said it forever. Every time it would be like, why do we pick them? I go, doesn't matter what I think, because the, these are the moments when it comes up here. I have a, a graphic that I'm going to throw up here. So the, the Chiefs set a record from ha- for having 10 rookies play in an AFC conference championship game. Remember, everyone in the AFC West stacked up. They are going to put everyone on a roster to beat the Chiefs. We're in a rebuilding year. The Chargers are supposed to win. In the AFC Championship game, Isaiah Pacheco had 85 yards from scrimmage. Not too many uh, not too many uh, rushing yards, but he had a lot of check down stuff. Uh, Jalen Watson, two passes broken up in an interception. Joshua Williams, interception. Trent McDuffie, who we were just talking about, two passes broken up. Kaloftis, one sack. Brian Cook, pass broke up that created an interception. Sky Moore, the 29-yard punt return. And he had, I believe he had one reception as well. I mean, we relied so much on all these young players. One, because, again, Veach knows knows what we need on the team and these players that we can create it. But, you know, let's just address it as well, Clark. Fucking, we were running out of people even to put a football team out there, man. Yeah, it was getting very thin on the uh, offensive side, at least in the wideout, um, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know where Kemp came from. If he was like a practice squad uh, move or what, but he had a big catch late in the game for the Chiefs. Um, Marquez came up huge in that game. Like yep. Marquez, love you. Like Chiefs for life, love you, man. Um, he had probably one of the biggest plays of the night. Um, mm-hmm. where he was fighting for yards and stretched the ball out just enough to get the first down. It was originally not ruled a first down, was going to be a fourth down, got challenged, first down. Like, the, it had the perfect camera angle. Where, where did this camera angle come from? You never see this. Like, it was the perfect camera angle, like, well, for once, ever. The good thing about that, though, was that was the only questionable call in the game, and I'm glad they got it fixed. That's that, that the only questionable call. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i i just l- l- is, let's, let's just get around it um is is officiating at its lowest point over the last 
I don't know, handful of years for everybody. Yes. So, 100%. yeah. And I, I heard something about this on uh, the Levitard show today when I was driving, but I didn't realize that, like, when they get into the playoffs and stuff, it's just by position grade for the referee. So, like, if you're the highest rated line judge, you get put in with the highest rated group, blah, 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 no matter what it is. Why the fuck would you do that? Why wouldn't you grade groups as a whole and then keep them together? Like, you can tell, especially in that Niners-Eagles game, like, there wasn't as many missed calls as there was in the chiefs Bengals game. But holy shit, there was just – you could tell the game wasn't running correctly. Like, something was off. Like, they just weren't able to keep the game going. And I think that's an issue with not having continuity within the groups. And I, you could see that on that phantom Missouri fourth call Colorado play that uh, the Chiefs had, that that guy comes running in and waving his arms and no one else blows the whistle. Well, no one else is paying attention to him because they haven't worked together before. Like, that whole play could have just been stopped. So it's it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that play, me watching the game at that time, I'm like, oh, God, I would be a – I would be so pissed if I was the Bengals right now. That is just I've, – I've never seen that happen in a game. Never mm-hmm. in my life have I seen it be like, oh, our bad. We let that play play out. We got set for the next play, and now we're going to be like, hang on, hang on. We're going to go back and redo that one because it was actually blown dead. And think, I mean, I think I'm, I have to imagine it's because of the cameras. Like, they saw it on camera. Somebody probably whistled down and was like, hey, that got blown dead before it happened because they have the booth and they do those types of things. Um, so I have to imagine they're like, hey, we got to redo that one. And yeah, it's just worse. funny that no one told Zach Taylor. You could see how fucking livid he was. Oh, inside. yeah. And like you guys, like Clark said, I'd be pissed too if I was him. Like no one is telling him fucking anything going on with this. So I, I do also have the opinion that the officiating isn't the worst it's been. It's just we have the best cameras and can see everything better than we ever have so everybody can scrutinize every single move yeah but clark look at this screenshot you can clearly tell he was still in bounds so that hit was okay look 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 at this four second little snippet he was holding come on (laughs) like i said there's a lot of things that can be exclusive officiating was awful and like joey said the continuity and the communication was bad go ahead sorry it, it it was but i also I have to take this from Jason Kelsey is that you can't blame the refs. You have to play the game that's called because they set the game. Like they set the table and you just have to play the game that's called like, Oh, that call didn't go your way. Okay. Make the next play. Like, Mm. yes, there were missed calls. There were mishandled situations, but you still had opportunities and you didn't make the play. That's what happened. The fifth down, the crowd, they're trying to give the Chiefs. We didn't get a touchdown. We didn't get three points. We did nothing with said extra play. They're they're acting like all these penalties actively gave us points. If if you want to talk penalties and affecting points, we had a touchdown taken because of a because of a uh, holding call. We had the two. We yeah because we had the taunting, didn't we? We had the a taunting on a lineman that's excited about a scoring at a game going to the fucking Super Bowl. Who the fuck wouldn't be excited? Did, did, I love the replay. Andrew yeah. Wiley, I, I love him. Uh, yeah. Because who, who was the uh, defensive lineman that was bitching to the ref? 
Hubbard. Okay, it was Hubbard. He's over there in the referee's ear, like doing this, like, come on. He was holding, and you just see Wiley in the background be like, "Ah, ah." I I started laughing so hard. There was a lot of Bengals that were trying to look for the refs begging for calls. Um, I will say this as well because I have been a part of this as well. And and I've been trying to grow a little bit more as a sports fan and get away from from the referee. I've talked with Joey about it because he's dealt with me for decades. We're proud of you, Brian. But, you know, Iowa State fans, you know, we, we complain about the refs, and I've slowly been backing away. And the farther I get away from the blaming the referees and there's more plays that we could have created to do better, you know what I've realized? Blaming the referees is fucking loser talk. If you want to win a game, fucking make the plays and quit blaming the goddamn refs. Don't put it in the referee's hands. But they, he barely touched Mahomes when Mahomes was four feet out of bounds. Once he had two steps out of bounds and he pushes him in the back hard enough where he dislocated his own knee. First off, that's on you. And secondly, that is the point we're making. Quit blaming the fucking refs. The refs weren't the issue when you beat us the last three fucking times in Burrowhead. I'm sorry. It's actually fucking Arrowhead. Shut the fuck up about this Burrowhead shit. Thank you for the motivation. Everyone brought up every little fucking snippet from this last week, and they hit the comedic line 100%, calling the mayor a fucking jabroni. Uh, We're smoking cigars. (laughs) Fucking everyone. So we appreciate the extra motivation. Travis Kelsey, I I don't know how you can be a football fan and not love Travis Kelsey, especially oh, yeah. if you if you know these storylines going into it and the post game where he said everything he said, like he is very aware of what's being said outside of the locker room, and mm-hmm. and they take it personal and yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I I fucking absolutely loved it and everything that they said this week. Hey, Eli, I haven't heard from Eli Apple yet. Mike Kenton, I haven't, I haven't heard from him yet. They're the in Cancun. Yeah, they're in Cancun on three. Fucking, oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it felt so good. And, and just, the, the I've never seen a team, a, a more unfucking likable team that hasn't won shit talk more shit. Look at us yeah. with our silver medals from the, from the Super Bowl last year. Fucking, I've never ta- seen it. Get, get some hardware before you start talking to us. That's all. That, that's all I really want to say. I love it. So, yep. I uh, after the game, I don't know if you saw the, this one, Clark or, or uh, Ryan Joey, but this was him fucking going. He went to the to the uh, concession stands, just grabbing cases of beer and, and walking around. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Korean that's hungry. awesome. So I, I cannot remember what the hell the other photos I had in here. Let me just make sure before I, it is anything. No, it, it was the other thing for after this game. Um, I, re, I, I can't really think of anything else that I want. Oh, um, that game as a Chiefs fan was already stressful enough. And same thing with the Bengals fan. It was very entertaining for teams that are for fans that aren't fans of these teams. Um. Tony Romo is the worst commentator I've ever had, and I fucking oh hate him. He, is he like taking uh, classes from Joe Buck or something? Because he's yeah. getting so bad. 
I love just, Joe Buck compared to fucking Tony Romo. Is it Tony just Romo. his time outside of the locker room and outside of studying film that's making him this way? I, uh, yeah, I, it, I don't it's know. Hard to listen to. It's hard. It's annoying. And you could tell Jim Nance was getting tired of it too because every time he's like, yeah, I don't know, Jim. Jim's just like, yeah, I don't think so. And just like trying to move on. <laughs> oh, God. And you're just trying to sit here when, when things are going good for your team or bad for your team. And it just always, well, I don't know, man. Maybe just, just let it breathe. Mm-hmm. And you can literally go, let's see what the refs have to say about this one while we, and go to a coherent thought somewhere else. Or more importantly, just let Jim talk. You, you know, like, I think we got spoiled where we've had, you know, Al Michaels all these years. Kirk Herb Street and college football has been called so well, where they know how to engage in the moment. And, and Romo's learning. I'm not saying I could do any better. I would be far worse, to be honest. And he's got a lot of inside knowledge. But, man, he doesn't know how to listen. just let the moment breathe and just and just talk. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, if I was what I've heard, finish the thought, man. He just it's meandering, you know? Right, right. Oh. Yeah, it's almost like he's on a podcast or something. Yeah, that's our fucking job. Exactly. <laughs> we're, a bunch of, shit. I'm saying, we're a bunch of white guys faking like we know a lot of shit about sports. He's actually done and played it. Act like you've done it before, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know, Brian. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brian, I have a question because I think I saw this line somewhere. Is that it was uh, mm-hmm. Chris Jones' first postseason sack happened? Yes. First two. How hey, I just want to how is that possible? How he's so good, so uh, good. I mean, we've uh. talked about how he's uh, I think a few things. One, he's always getting double teamed, so he's interior it, it, always, two, three, like he was getting all the pressure. Um, let's be honest. Number two, we talk about the injuries to the Chiefs. Uh fucking the Bengals line was in fucking shambles, and early on they did not have any answer. They had three sacks in the first eight minutes. Then, uh, you know, but to sound like a Bengals fan, then they started holding all the time and they didn't call it. And then the sack stopped, you know, pretty quickly after that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just after losing how many games and because he couldn't finish sacks last year, I think that was the extra motivation where he goes, fuck it, I'd rather just get a penalty and make sure I throw fucking Burrow down. Well, he, right. he didn't. He did. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he did on one, but his first sack, he literally bear hugged him from behind and just held him like a little yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, he he they literally made sure that he wasn't going to get away, and they hit him up, and you can tell that one of the intentional groundings, but there was about, I think, I caught, caught three checkdowns yeah. where he saw the pressure, just chucked it immediately. You know, the final one, they finally called that that intentional grounding that I, I was even texting. I'm like, dude, I could. It, no it didn't even get to the line. It hit at the lineman's feet who are in pass protection, so they're backing away from the line of scrimmage. Like, you have to get yeah. it past the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, they, they, the line did absolutely everything they need to. That That's where I was I was getting so pissed at the coverage when I was texting you. It was just like we had all the pressure, we are doing everything, and then those the, the receivers were making the plays, man. I mean, it was chucking 40 yards downfield, and the receiver jumped up, you know, around two people around him making those plays. They, yeah. Those receivers are very good, very talented. And like, you cannot can tell. discredit anything they they do. Yeah, mm. and I know, I know you don't want to give – Burrow any credit, but you can tell they've worked on those back shoulder throws a fucking ton. Like, there's there's two people in the league that can do those. It's Mahomes and Burrow, and it's it's very impressive what he does with those receivers. He makes it work when he has time. That, yeah, that's exactly. for sure. And whenever 
you know, after they hit him like that three in a row on like the first drive, um, the next possession, I think there was like screen pass, screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> they were just getting rid of the ball ASAP. Yeah. And, and that's what you got to do. Good, good adjustment that quick by the offensive scheme. The, the best thing about us getting ahead in these games was it forced them where they, I don't know why they didn't feel like they could, but they did nothing with Mixon and they did nothing with Perrine. It's like, if I was Zach Taylor after the last game I just saw, and first off, you can't get any, you can't get anything passing going anyways. Uh, there was a few stops where it's like Perrine, seven yards. I'm like, oh my God. And then they just went back to pass. It's like, what are you doing, man? Just keep fucking yep. running the ball. You have two powerhouse running backs, man. Yep. Yeah. Oh. There, there were times when they would have a six or seven yard gain. But then there were times they're getting hit in the backfield. Mm -hmm. Credit to our defense, man. They were, per they were just on the ball. They see where the yeah. ball's at, and just everybody's going at it. It was, yeah. it was the best I've seen that defense play. Easily the best. I, I, you know, I the Super Bowl year was up there, but th this is one of the best defense I've seen we've had in a while. Let, let's just yeah. say that because it's always been 38, it, 34. And it's crazy to say there. that when they're like the thirty-first ranked defense in the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like we, we don't we don't see performances like this every week, that's for sure. And they are a little banged up and they've had some changes. I hope Sneed is okay. I feel like he's a very important part of our defense, but I was happy mm -hmm. to see the rookies come in and perform. The, they had so many tackles that any other time they don't make, and the first tackler got them. That yeah. first Jamar Chase fucking tap. Usually it's fir first guy they bounce off and he gets eight more yards and he got him right at the yard line of scrimmage. And that's where as Chiefs fans, you're going, oh, that's different. Usually it's fucking <laughs> off and you're, going, and you're going, okay, now now we're coming to fucking play. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't be happy for my boys. You know, it, it is going to be. We are going to need all the rest we can, you, you know, and I think we are going to be set up for a few years. I mean, the best way I've seen it, I guess, one, just about the actual game. We get a couple weeks here. If these trainers could get Mahomes and, and Kelsey to the level that they were on two to five days worth of rehab, what they can do in the next two weeks is going to be huge for them. I think, I think we're going to be ready. Um, I think also with these, again, we have 10 – rookies that played this year significant time i'm sorry in this game significant time they're going to have this hunger in them about man this feels really fucking good the first year and contribute there we're, we're gonna have those guys for the next two to three years when we need to have cheap talent around mahomes and around jones and kelsey and these superstars where it, it like i've said in Veach, i trust everyone that he he drafts i know that they're going to be significant now you know, I very, very few duds that he's ever had. Yeah. So, um, the other and say with the Chiefs winning going into the Super Bowl, unless you guys have anything, um, the Chiefs open as two point underdogs right now to the Eagles, which I'm perfectly fine with. We keep us being the underdog, dude. Um, over under set at 49 and a half. Initial thoughts. I probably agree with that right now. Uh, seeing how the Chiefs were so banged up leaving this game, I would. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping they get healthy, but uh, I feel like I feel like that's a probably good line right now for what it is. Yep, exactly. I already put five units on Chiefs money line because I'm I, I'm Homer. I mean, got to. What, I, what I, I got my Chiefs Super Bowl bet money still going. 
Nice. Nice. And my Ryan. MVP money. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Ryan, were you going to chime in a little bit earlier? Um, it was about Romo. Time's passed. That's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ryan was it that he forced? What's that? I said, what was it that he is the worst commentator? Or <laughs> No, I was going to say him and I have a lot in common. We, oh, uh, we've uh, both gone to U.S. Open qualifiers about the same amount of time, and, and neither one have qualified. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, so me and Tony are pretty much basically the same. You 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 would love it on PMT and there's been people that have been pulling out the stats and they're like, you know, Romo this and Romo that and everyone's going, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Tony Romo and all these cowboy fans are butthurt going, You never want Romo over Kirk and it's like, well let's just pull up the stats and Kirk has like less interceptions and more games, more yards, more touchdowns. It's just like literally every category. It's like, huh. So, yeah, everyone would rather have Kirk at that point. And he's not as annoying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Probably not as good of a girler, though. (laughs) That's probably true. Uh, Something on the Chiefs again. Harrison Bucker. He's bounced back. There was shaky spots at the beginning of the season. He hurt his ankle in Arizona week one. Just remember that. I think it was like on his first kick, uh, slipped and messed up his plant ankle. Um, so going back to that same stadium, hopefully there's no uh, anxiety about that for him. He's kicking the ball very well. I, I love the way he's rebounded and re- redeemed himself because he he's had missed kicks this year. He looked a little shaky uh, uh, with yeah. some extra points and some kicks that are usually just routine for him. Absolutely. Every time it's, it's, I'll be honest. I've always been, for some reason, I've always been shaky when, when Butker has been kicking, when he lined up for that 40 yarder, I felt completely fine. It was just one of those, like, this is the Harrison that we're used to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he's the all time chiefs post season points leader right now. Uh, I think he has like 106 or 103 right now. They'll call him buttkicker.com for nothing. Woo! Also, redemption. Sky Moore has had some pretty rough games this year, and having that 29-yard return followed up by Harrison's redemption. Very, very good uh, turn of events. There. there was some verbal remorse from my wife whenever she heard that he was returning to the punt. She's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's kind of like one of those, like, well, who the fuck else is supposed to? Three receivers out? Fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want, Trey Smith to go back out there? I don't think so, man. <laughs> so, uh, one goofy question I had is: is, uh, is this the Kelsey Bowl or is this the Andy Reid Bowl? I'm going Kelsey mm. Bowl. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, so it, it, it's hard to when you have the two biggest personalities on each team, brothers facing off against each other. I mean, it's it, right, dude. And, and we know the NFL is scripted because the New Heights podcast is the number one sports podcast. We are number two, obviously. Um, <laughs> but their podcast blew up this year. Like everybody has been listening to them. They have like a million streams per podcast. It's ridiculous, and they they are. Two very lovable characters. I, I, I just I love listening to them. They give me are a they, lot of insight. Are they having new episodes the next two weeks too? I would assume so. They've been doing one every week. God, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Hey, I enjoyed Jason Kelsey tweeting out, "I'm no longer a fan of the Chiefs." <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it, before not, we, oh, go ahead. Sorry, and say that that's 
that is their mentality. Like they're very business whenever it comes to who they're matched up against. Very mm-hmm. realistic about that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's it's one of those. It's like, how do you hate either one of those two? They're it's just like they're they're the guys you'd want to go get a beer with, you, you know, and yeah. and they and then their top performers, personable. I mean, they're fucking awesome, man. I I just want to know who Mama Kelsey's rooting for. That that's all I want to know. The she better have one of those jersey. cool half and half split jerseys. Yep. She's got one. I, I imagine she'll be wearing it. Or do the Nelly and wear it two two jerseys sideways over her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so you you said the 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 scripted NFL. I was a uh, you saw from my original post um er, uh, earlier on Sunday when I was getting revved up for the game because the Joe Burrow had he had to come out here. Legit, I sent so I sent them a breakdown of like the NFL TikTok, which is nothing official. It's just they're making stupid videos. This is where I was 100% NFL scripted for the Bengals to win. So do you remember? I I, I can't play it without because I want the big reveals of sound. But do you remember this video of Joe Burrow uh, throwing it? It's mm-hmm. the, the pair throwing it and then doing the spin and looking cool when he does it, right? The NFL made a – they've been making thirst traps for Joe Burrow. I'm just going to play because we've all seen the throw – this is the audio that that they put onto this this fucking TikTok here. That's the official NFL TikTok making a <laughs> yeah daddy yeah TikTok about Joe Burrow. So I was I was 100% ready to say this thing was fucking scripted and I, I was I was ready to go gung ho on that. But then uh, I don't want to talk like a Bengals fan. So. It sounded like the beginning of Freak on a Leash by Corn to me. But <laughs> Freak on a Leash, yeah, it could have. No, I, it was uh, – but, yeah, it, it was uh, – I mean, I mean, really, other than that, good, good game all around. Uh, I'm, uh, I'll be honest. I was uh, kind of hoping to play the Niners just because, first off, love to have played against Purdy, but then also have would have loved to have played against a rookie quarterback. And fucking the Eagles are stacked, man. Uh, with that line, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't more, to be honest, uh, a touchdown or more. But I think that's just, you know, the the Mahomes factor. With, with all the injuries we have, if he's, he's there, they're always going to keep it within a field goal. Yeah, I don't know if that line moves very much, even if he is healthy. I, think, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that that's pretty sad. If he was hurt more, I think you would be right. It would be a touchdown or more. But you – we saw him play yesterday. We saw him do very well yesterday. Jesus Christ. 300 and some yards. Fuck, man. He was good. So, point. looking ahead, is everybody taking this next week off from football, or are we tuning into the Pro Bowl? Off. Fucking could care less. <laughs> as much as we bitch about, like, we need to have more events that I can. I'm not, I don't give a fuck about them playing flag football, about lifting weights, bowling. Yeah. Competition. <laughs> The the but, only the only thing that would possibly draw me in is Peyton and Eli. As I say, and Brian's favorite person's hosting. I, I'm curious to see how much of a type of game show they will make it. Um, their promotion of it so far has been mildly entertaining. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I will probably take this Sunday off and just try to relax a little bit. But If there's nothing else going on, I'll probably watch it. But <laughs> I'm not going to actively look for the Pro Bowl. You know what you should do? You should get all caught up on The Last of Us because it's the greatest need- show on television right now. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. Moving right along into the movie minute. 
Uh, Ryan, are you all caught up too? Uh, no, not yet. Oh shit! We had, comp- we, had comp- else- we had company over, so. Okay, I just did a couple hours ago. Has anyone else watched the third episode besides me? Yep. Ryan Taz. Okay. Um, in this episode, do you want me to go ahead and do spoilers, or I don't know. I mean, because th- this is the last thing I, I really had to, to talk about. I mean, it, yeah. unless you guys had anything else, but before, I, I mean, we might as well just go into spoilers, to be honest. But Well, I'll try not to spoil anything. I'll just give a premise. Uh, Nick Offerman is the character Billy in this one, Billy and Frank. Um, he is left over from a town that got sent out to basically go to the QZs and he is a uh, survivalist that had his own little bunker and stuff and ends up falling in love with a, another person that stumbles in uh, named Frank and they go through their whole love story and everything. And it's it's a very touching episode. I cried in the middle of it. Um, it I'm not too afraid to, uh, to do that, to say that I did. But yeah, it was a very, very touching episode that Nick Offerman should definitely, definitely get some fucking awards for that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think with the everyone knows him as Ron Swanson and the you know that type of character, and he was kind of the the gruff you know character, and that's kind of what you expect. I mean, they literally showed he was the paranoid anti-government, uh, you know, anti-government man. You know, he has a "Don't tread on me" flag and and everything else. I don't trust the government, but. Um, it was kind of a cool scene because you're not thinking this is 2003 and, and and if this were to happen, those type of people are going to be the survivalist. You know, I think that's what he called himself was a survivalist, right? Yep, yep. But, you, you know, you have, you have a couple flashbacks to some other characters that we've met so far. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was, I think the best way I've seen people describe it, it's like, okay, so what's the episode going to be about? Well... You know, Joel, they need to go get a car so they can get out west. Okay, so what? So how are we going to get there? Well, we're going to, um, you remember the first few minutes of the movie up? We're just going to make that an hour, and we're going to make the everyone in the audience ball because we're going to yep. make the greatest love story ever in one hour. And, and, and that's, you know, that's how they're going to get their car. What? Yep. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it was so, like, it, I, I can't believe it was, like, one of those very beginning, you're going... God, what what kind of fucking idiot? You know, they're, they they do find a, a clicker, and they you know, and she's fucking around cutting it in the head because it can't move and stabbing it mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like, oh my god, you're gonna get bit. And I'm like, I, and it's like any other zombie movie. Can you not be an idiot? And you're gonna get bit, and then all this other, and then 180. Just like I said, just one of the greatest love stories that you've probably mm-hmm. seen in television history. You know, if they could condense into an hour, and it just brilliant. Yep. And then the thing with her, though, is if, if she did get bit, it wouldn't matter. I mean, she's immune to it at this point. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of it plays out. I know the storyline's basically been played out via the video game and everything, but I don't know the video game storyline. So this is all new to me every week, which is awesome. Um, and I saw it was about uh, 10 miles outside of um, west of Boston yeah. screenshot. Yeah, so in, in the episode here, hold on, let me, give me a second, I'll pull it up. So they're 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 going west from Boston and they're they have to walk this. Now I've not really been to the northeast, but I can almost guarantee that this is not ten miles west of Boston. If you so, told me Yeah. Go ahead. 
actually it is if you here i'll share my screen um yeah, where they're going is a little town called lincoln uh massachusetts and the topographical map that, that i'm showing right now everything around it is wooded and hilly and stuff like that so that screenshot actually um actually plays yeah sh show me this because i didn't for one second i'm thinking boston mass i think there mm -hmm. needs to be a dunkin donuts in the background then i <laughs> now i'm not saying the little town lincoln i i shared my screen i don't know where it's at yet i got it here there it is that little town Lincoln right there in the middle, I, that's where they're headed to. And that's according to game maps and everything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, surrounding or outside there, you can see lakes and, you know, mm -hmm. hills and stuff like that. So, I mean, that <laughs> that screenshot that you showed isn't, uh, it looks more like Alaska to me. But at the same time, I'm sure that there's some hilly wooded areas in that area. It's, like, it's the trees. Looks like the, the trees are all across where I live. Right. Yeah, they, they don't mean, have yeah. those kinds of trees in Boston. Th those ain't hills. I mean, that's mountains in the background there. That yeah. I don't. I like I said, I've never been up there, so I guess it may, maybe it is. That just does not look like anything remotely close that should be near Boston. You know, <laughs> someone talk about the fucking Pats in the distance. Some clicker wearing a Aaron Hernandez jersey. Oh no, who who would who what jersey would be wearing if it was two thousand? Well, 23 at this point, but they died in, in 03, right? Yes. Would that be a Would that be a Drew Bledsoe jersey? Was that before Tom Brady? Man, it would. It would have been before. Yeah. 03, no, because Brady came in 2000. Okay, so it'd be Tom okay, Brady. So, so yeah, so so they, they there'd still be some mass hole that's a giant clicker now, and he would be wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That would get me a little more vested as a sports fan if just every once in a while, because again, not you know, everyone is entitled. There, there's a lot of people that don't like sports out there. You can't tell me there's not one clicker that's that's wearing a Tom Brady jersey. They got a Branch or a or a Teddy Bruschi jersey going on. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I want to see a Trent Green jersey out in the wild once they get out to the Missouri area. You know. <laughs> So that, that that's all I want. I'm trying to think of any other two. That that is just golly. I'm trying to think of athletes prominent when I was in seventh grade at this point. But here we are. Randy, but, Randy Moss. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. But yeah. No, this, I, go ahead, Joy. I say this show is just amazing right now. This third episode I, so far is my favorite. Uh, but there hasn't been a bad episode yet. So yep. hopefully the rest of the season stays that way. It's very, very fucking good. Uh, I know I say that about every H. You know, that's been my blog this week. My blog is going to be my top ten HBO shows of all time, and I so, will let you know. Is uh like Pedro Pascal? He uh has a pretty impressive resume lately. Mm hmm. Narcos, Game of Thrones, Mando, this. He was in uh, Boba Fett too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that was when it became. As Mando. Well, he saved yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah, he basically saved the show. Right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, Gen Zers and younger people that are uh, that are really into, like, if, even if they don't watch football, they love Joe Burrow because he's a handsome guy. Everyone that's our age right now, it, it is is they got snail trails for Pedro Pascal. It's absolutely insane. I've never seen one woman that said I wouldn't when they see Pedro. 
He's oh, not terribly young either. Is the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. So nope. you you say that uh, there's a scene where he ages almost like thirty years in this episode. Uh, right after he gets out of the shower, pay attention to that scene when you do watch it. It for me, it looked like oh my god, he just became an old man. He's what, got what? that George Clooney thing going, doesn't he? Right. I think it was the I think it was the slicked back hair. I think that was it, the it wasn't combed over anymore, just straight back. Reminded me of my my boss up in Iowa that used to do that all the fucking time and carried a brush with him. And I was like, this is a boomer thing. This is not something I do. <laughs> I I always I, I did one thing. Now I understand that you know he's got to keep her safe, but I've never got where it's just like they look literally. She's going, can I not have a gun? And he goes, no. It's like. You're down to two people, and you don't have you don't have tests to cover your back. I just have not gotten so far. It's like she has one small knife. You can see how these things, if you do run them into a wall, how could there not be like the have an emergency? We're gonna like I will hold it away from you, but any emergency, you need to know how to use this. You would think that would come yep. into play. It's everything that's survivalist. How that doesn't come into play, or and since they're at this safe place for a few days. Take a few days, rest, build up your strength, supplies, whatever, and teach her how to fucking shoot. Like you have nothing else to do but to learn how to survive. Teach her how to shoot. Are you gonna waste ammo yeah, like ammo? that? Yeah, ammo's a scarcity. Uh, wait till you, you see this bunker. Wasting rounds. Wait till you see this bunker. <laughs> God, play the video game, Joey. You can't be wasting ammo like this. Oh, yeah. Searching for stuff. Come on, it's end of the world. I guess so. Uh, I mean, remember the, the uh, uh, Bill and Frank were having the argument about. Wanting to use a little paint to make their house look nice. That was the only thing they had in their life, and they and they're going, mm-hmm. no, can't paint it. But they had You're plenty right. of lamb chops. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and rabbit. Right. Oh yeah, and, and rabbit. That was it. The yeah. the wine that paired nicely with the rabbit and, and uh, everything else. There's some L or something like that. I don't even remember. I don't. Drink I wonder wine. how many. I wonder how many um, people are going to get into gardening after seeing Nick Offerman in this beautiful love story. All revolving around them being self-sufficient. There's so many people there now. I gotta be self-sufficient. I was pissed. They didn't bang in the strawberries. Why wouldn't you bang in the strawberries, man? Joey, I want to see you get wine drunk on here one night. (laughs) I haven't had a drink for ten days now. Just FYI. Dry January? Question mark. I'm not trying to. It just hasn't came up. Lame. No, as I'm drinking water. (laughs) <laughs> You're probably a little hungover today, though, aren't you? Me? I didn't drink yeah. at all during the game. I wish I would have. It would have helped with my stress, to be honest. How do you not drink during an AFC championship? I would be freaking hammered if the Vikings ever made it to one. <laughs> I, I, I want to remember it, and I don't want to get... I've, I've had people over, and I've watched these big uh, game situations... Sober and drunk, and I don't like the way I get when I'm drunk, so I keep, I watch them sober. So that that's where I had to go on the candy run, something to calm me down and put sugar in my system, get me a little, you know, tired out, I guess. I don't know. Candy run. I love it. <laughs> but uh, the, the one thing I did, because uh, we've talked about how we, we're always on, on riding HBO's dick on how good they make TV shows. Um. I mean, they literally can do no wrong, and if they are going to go down this venture of, okay, you know, The Last of Us is doing amazing, if they look for TV shows down the road, I personally think with how well they make TV shows, the budget that they have, the actors that they basically have on retainer that they can always bring back, um, 
And with, I personally think, throwing into what can compete with Yellowstone, they need to make a Red Dead Redemption uh, show. If they made that, I think that would, that would go through the fucking rough. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Trent's not here to defend himself, but I bet we see a Red Dead Redemption HBO show before Trent finishes that video game. <laughs> <laughs> now, what constitutes finishing it? Like, like the, the story? Just yeah, the story. Just the main story. The main story. It doesn't have to 100% it. He just has to finish the story. What, where, where's he at? Do you get to St. Denis yet? I doubt it. Oh, my Lord. doesn't even know about the whole TV and everything. Yeah, we'll have to find out when whenever he's back. He's still petting his horse and listening to Arthur go, easy girl. <laughs> all he do- does. Arthur the anteater? Yeah, what's that? Arthur the anteater? No, Arthur Arthur Morgan, and you're going to put some goddamn respect on his name, Joey. No. Now listen to me. I've got a plan. Dutch. We just need a little money. Um, Joey. Pedro, you, Pedro, you Pedro to, has uh, to play Arthur, right? What's that? Pedro hey, has yeah. to play Arthur, yeah. right? Yeah. I've seen Most Tom of. Hardy for Arthur, and I would be fine with that if they could ever get him. Sure. For <laughs> um, no, Joey, you're always, you, you've talked about like when you're going on these road trips about bringing your Xbox and stuff and, and games, but the Wi Fi isn't there. Dude, get rid of Redemption. You have about. You, you know, yeah, weeks of time that you can just forge and scavenge, and and it's it's GTA but old west. I think uh, I think you'd enjoy it. That doesn't yes. sound like my type of game. Mostly because <laughs> I never had any exposure to Red Dead before, and people said Red Dead Two is the greatest video game I've ever played. And you go, okay, let's just see what happens, and it really is the greatest video game I've ever played. Hmm. That is great. I could never, I would always get, I, I tried to play the first Red Dead two or three times, and each time I got to Mexico, and I was just so tired of it. I'm like, okay, this is too long. I'm not that into it. But Red Red Dead 2, I finished that very easily. As That was that was a masterpiece of the game. Speaking of masterpieces, did anyone else play the 007 game that got remastered and re-released this weekend? Have not yeah. yet. No, I got five levels done. It was great. I made it through the second level, and then my edibles kicked in, and I stopped playing. So, uh, but it was good up until then. Um, yeah, it's just as good as I remember from last time. I think that could be a uh, if I'm ever home, that could be a new Tuesday night uh, thing like we used to do for golf, play Gold Night together. I remember it being way more difficult when I was younger. Yeah, the uh, auto aim really fucking helps. Yeah, it really helps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I started. I started zooming in right away, and I'm like, "Why am I doing this? You just pull the trigger and move on." Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was wonderful. Now, did you, know, you shoot? Was... Did you shoot 006 in the foot? No, did not. not. Isn't, isn't that something where you get a code to get big heads or some shit? Oh, I don't know. Dang it! See, I looked already, up all those codes. And Joey's you already can't. got all the codes. Well, so you can't on Xbox. There's no way. There's no cheat screen to put them on. Oh, I fucking tried, man. I, I that's the only way to play Goldeneye for me is make sure you have turbo mode, all the guns, big heads, paintball. You just shoot everybody. So that's great. You're gonna have to go Brian's route here and find YouTube videos that show you how to get those codes unlocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have time for that shit. See, Joe, oh, Joey's talking about doing all the gold wielding, <laughs> golden gun stuff. Just gotta be odd job. Just get the hat. 
I'm just <laughs> sad that they don't have online multiplayer for it. They just have split screen. I think on Switch they have online. I think that's exclusive to the Switch version, but for the Xbox, it's just split screen. Oh man, I thought it was online. It, it is only split screen on Xbox. Yes. Fuck. Xbox got screwed on all this shit. Yeah, at least we have it. Right. I, I, it is by Rare, so they there is a chance that they might add that in a future because they do continue to work on their games. Yeah. The, the, fu- the funny thing is, back in the day, we're doing split screen on probably a 32-inch monitor, and it's square compared to widescreen, but 32-inch monitor, we're, and, and we're going, man, this is the greatest. I will play Warzone 2 on my 65-inch television, and I'm going, I can barely see that sniper in the fucking distance. Like, I just think it's funny how we went from, yep, I can have a quarter screen, I'm happy as I can be, to, but my wall is, is my vision, and I can't see shit. <laughs> My old age kicking in. Yep. <laughs> so well, yeah, you you, uh, you probably sat be... too close to the TV growing up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here I am squinting at it now. <laughs> so the developers say that it won't be happening for Xbox, and that they try to do it over sixty frames per second, and things are breaking. Boxes are blowing up for no reason. <laughs> so yeah, that won't happen either. Oh man, so it looks like. Just going to be me shooting Rochelle in the face, which is fine. Oh, I think on that we need to end it. We're not, we're not going to get any better joke than that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we do appreciate everyone joining us here tonight. Joe, you went in with the socials quick. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be doing that part. My bad. Uh, yeah. At Heartland Pulse for Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Search us on Facebook and YouTube, Pulse of the Heartland. And in the zone dot studio is our big, uh, big sister company, big website that we're all on with all our blogs and stuff. So look them up as well. Ryan, you had your hand up. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow night, me, Clark, and Kevin should be getting back the struggle for par pod. So did I say who did I say? Me, Clark. Oh, sorry, Clark. I guess if you really want, you can. Yeah. Okay. Me, Trent, and Kevin. Um, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. If um, I jump yeah. in on this podcast, are are we going to go to the waste management? Um, if in the zone pays for it, hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Dylan, you heard him. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll get that going. Looking forward to it. it. Should be a should be a fun one. I know last time we did it, we did kind of tournament previews. This is going to be way different than what it was. So, Sweet. um, tune into that. It's not going to be live, but we are going to record it with video. That way, we can kind of break it up into clips and stuff like that. And we'll still put it on YouTube, and we'll still. Uh, put it on podcast form so nothing wednesday right because we don't have games to break down this week well i mean it depends on you if you want to try your your idea uh yeah i would say we uh we'll, we'll get back so i guess we're, we're not 100 on wednesday like we normally do if you're listening and uh, for live anyways and then thursday yeah we're still gonna be doing live at 8 30 for for uh amateur hour hell yes well there you go. That's our schedule for the next week, guys. Uh, thank you again for listening to everything. All the Chiefs rant and all the NFC banter back and forth. So, uh, yeah, good job with the uh, Golden Red again. And uh, we'll uh, cheer them on in the Super Bowl. Fuck yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Peace. Peace.